Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the, the Polter Gals. Welcome back to another episode of the Polter Gals. And on this episode, we have a very special guest. We have a Polter Pal. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I am Robbie Allen. I, by day, do skincare and Botox. And by night, I'm a ghost hunter. Ooh. And um, you're also an author. You wear um, multi-hats. So Mini hats. Mini yeah. hats. Um, I don't sit still. <laughs> here on the show, anytime someone does more than one thing or a building is more than one thing, we call it a multi-hat. Yeah. There you so go. You have I'll a multi-hat. And all, you're wearing a multi-hat. You're wearing hats. a hat right now. Yes. <laughs> so it fits. Um, so first off, uh, tell us about you. Give us your little bio. Yeah. Well, like how I first got interested into the paranormal. Yes. That would have been, I mean, way back, 2005. I went with some friends to the Myrtle Plantation. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. yes. We have yes. it on our list to okay. do. Well, it's America's Most Haunted, and I'm thinking, okay, this is all marketing. It's good marketing. It gets <laughs> people in the door, but it's actually legit. I will attest to that. Um, it took us like three months to get our reservation to oh go. My gosh. They stay up. that busy. Yeah. And so you go during the day, and they give a, a tour every hour on the hour, and you get the history of the place, and I love history and old vintage homes and Victorian homes and stuff like that. So my friends, they're not so open as me. And when we went, they put us in the slave shack, which is in the back. Oh, no. The original slave shack, mm -hmm. because there were three beds. There were bunk beds and a full-size bed. So we're staying in there, and we had to park way off, okay? But I guess I should back up. When we first pulled onto the property... It's August, the heat of August in Louisiana. It's hot, but mm -hmm. when we first pulled into the property, it felt like I couldn't breathe. I mean, oh, you no. could feel just the oppression, I guess, is what I'm saying. But my friends, they're not into that, so they didn't catch on. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell them about this, or they'd have never went with me. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, things started happening, and they're scared because they weren't open to it. But we had to park way off, and two of us went back to the car to get the luggage and my friend she come running out there with eyes big as a deer don't you ever leave me in there my phone started doing weird things or whatever so she's already just kind of 
psyching herself up. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to calm her down. And so many things kept happening. And I, I feel, I see and experience. So I knew that a lot of it was their imagination, just getting the best of them. Mm -hmm. But on the tour, they give you the history, you know, back in the day, the slaves would wash your feet when you went to bed, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, it's August in Louisiana, and it's probably 100,000 degrees. When we go to bed, all three of us felt like our feet were in buckets of ice. So oh that's gosh. how it first started, okay? So, okay. Then we would hear this crazy knocking on the wall. And at this point, I'm still, they had me so psyched up, I'm thinking it's rigged just to get people in here. Mm -hmm. I'll get back to that in a minute. But my friend, it's a girl, I won't say their names because they are done. They will never go back. <laughs> um, she kept feeling something stroking her face. And then my other friend said, something's holding on to my feet. I can't move my feet. And I'm like, y'all quit, because I'm trying to feel the place out for sure. So they're scared. They turn on the lights. So we're laying. We're all in bed, laying there. You see everything. And by some point in the night, all three of us ended up in the same bed because so <laughs> many things were happening. So, okay, we got the sheets up like this, right? I'm telling you guys, all three of us were pinned to the bed. We could not move anything but our eyeballs. We could see the room, but could not see anything in there. Something was holding us down. It was crazy. Um, whenever we were out during the day, I set up my camera in the room. And there, there used to be an old ghost hunting show called Taps. I don't know if mm -hmm. you guys are familiar yes. with it. Yep. And they debunk everything. Well, they had a video they were in the exact same cabin I was in, so that's why I knew to go ahead and set this up. There's a lamp on a nightstand, and it moves by itself while we're out of the room. Um, what else happened? I was talking earlier, if you smell sulfur, mm -hmm. that's something demonic. At one point when we were pinned to the bed, we could smell the sulfur, and I'm telling you, it is a smell you will never forget so if you ever smell it again you know exactly what it is it was so strong it felt like it just engulfed your nostrils and whenever we were released and not pinned to the bed anymore the smell was gone mm, interesting. okay um back to the knocking whenever we got home from louisiana two o'clock in the morning that knocking was on my bedroom door just exactly oh so the thing is, guys, is something can come home with you, okay? You gotta ask it not to. Well, no, I mean it's gonna do it, <laughs> but if it comes home with you, it cannot stay. So it's coming just to scare you, and then that's when you say you're not welcome here. It's got to go back at some point to its origin anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's, if it's really messing with you, because the reasoning behind that is, the more emotion you put out, the more fear that gives mm -hmm. them strength. And we talk about that on the show yeah. a lot, yeah. is how people feel drained, or they mm -hmm. feel like their energy is zapped, or they them drawing off of the body energy that other people put out into the space. Exactly. Or the more people that visit the space, i.e. haunted locations that people flock to, it just feeds into the hauntings more. Exactly. That's like we investigated a place here in town, and I went with Dr. Cindy, the mm -hmm. parapsychologist extraordinaire, <laughs> and... Um, I tell her, don't tell people I'm a medium because people, you know, right off the bat, they consume you and you're getting all of their energy. Mm -hmm. So you don't get what's the legit. So she didn't say anything. And we went in this building and right off I said, 
yeah, there's something going on here, but it's a bus stop. And she goes, what do you mean a bus stop? I said, it was an escape room, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's so much energy, so much happy or fear or anxiety trying to get out of the room that that's just regenerating the spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's a bus stop. They stop, they get their needs, they go. So it's a constant in and out like mm -hmm. a rotating door type thing. Mm -hmm. um, what else? There is a place in Jefferson. Have you heard of Jefferson, Texas? It's up by uh, Tyler. Yep. Yes, yes. We've stayed there a few times in the historic district, and it's so cool. Uh, one thing, though, that kind of creeped me out, though, is you didn't see kids anywhere. I told my friends, I'm like, is this children of the corn? Because you walk into a restaurant and every head turns to look at you, and you're like, oh. That's it, just the South. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But that is where I saw my very first full-body apparition. apparition. Yeah. We were on a tour, and um, they were given a history of this building, and I guess the tour guide looked over my jaws on the floor and she goes you already saw him didn't you and I said yeah she said every time we have a psychic or a medium they're the only ones that see him but it was full body and it was period clothing and he walked right in front of me straight across to the house I was just like <laughs> you know I always yeah. feel and sense but that was my first time to actually see yeah um I don't know where to go from there how long? long yeah yeah how long have you known that you're a sensitive I have known since I was probably 10. Wow. Um, I, it was just something you don't talk about. And this is crazy. I'm glad you guys asked that. I was 10. I grew up in a small town. So us kids would all walk home from school, right? And there was a neighbor that all of us called Papa. He was everybody's grandpa. And we were walking home from school, and I told my friends, I said, something's wrong with Papa. I don't feel right. And we got home, and he had passed that day. Aww. And so from that point on, that's when I started paying more attention I was dead on with certain things. And um, what, what was I going to say before that? Y'all asked me. How long? How long have you known that you were uh, sensitive? Oh, that's what it yeah. was. I never really told anybody because, you know, a lot of people think you're nuts. And then growing up in the Bible Belt here, they really frown mm -hmm. upon it. And I was raised Southern Baptist. And I was told you never go to that. But my personal belief is that God gives everybody spiritual gifts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I call it a discernment that's okay. what I like to call it because like it, it's, it's just a knowing you know um just recently I told my mom about it because I've never even told her she was so excited because my grandma did it her brother did it so it's oh. in the it's yeah. genetics mm -hmm. through the Allison bloodline has some in her family yeah. Yeah. I was like I like that you say that because growing up in a southern baptist mm -hmm. area in it's interesting to see that, and then same with my family. There, we, my grandma has uh, is very sensitive. Mm -hmm. She sees uh, colors, like emotions, everything, but she doesn't feel it. She sees it in color. Right, right. And same with my cousin, mm -hmm. and she does everything. And I, I, I like to say it, but it's not like. I have to be be really in tune. Well, that's the thing. You have to kind of stay in that mindset, mm -hmm. you know, because mine has grown throughout the years because mm -hmm. I've turned it off so many times because nobody wants to hear about mm -hmm. it. But now I'm to the point where I can turn it on, turn it off. Yes. If it's where you're at, place and time. Yes, and that's one thing Sydney says a lot is mm -hmm. people place time and it's it's like you said, it's, you don't like to talk about it much. Everybody... And 
is not open to yeah. it because of where we mm-hmm. are. So that's why I mean I don't know why I didn't really tell my parents, and so now just that was affirmation for me. It was kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. As soon as I was talking to you, I was like, "You got to come on my podcast." Exactly, <laughs> yeah. because in segue to the book, yeah. that's very loosely written about my grandma. Her oh, name's Lizzie. Yeah. So Lizzie O is the character in the book, and she had a lot of Cherokee in her. So she knew so much, you know, and she would tell me stuff when it was just me and her. So I already knew she had the gift, mm-hmm. but I never really talked about it with anyone else. Yeah. And so for mom to just say, yeah, she had it, her brother had it, and that's cool that it goes down the line. Yeah, and it's f- funny to see how certain parts of that are genetic. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's written in the Bible that there are God-given spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts, exactly. We and all have our own spiritual gifts. Yeah, and it's interesting how that comes about and how certain people get, like, who is more sensitive to what. Exactly. And it, it's interesting because, you know, certain people, like, you feel it. Certain people feel it. They're more of that empath. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are very visual, that see it in colors. That, mm-hmm. And it's it's weird to see certain things, how that plays out in certain people. And, and it's with me, I guess it's the, the person, place, or time because I'm an empath. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it comes to me like a movie clip. Mm-hmm. So I see it up here. Or sometimes I see the colors. Oh. Or sometimes it's just a, like, I would see a white rose why did I see that? I have to put it towards who in the room. Usually mm-hmm. that's someone just lost someone. Or if you see a red rose, tell this person I love them. Or And sometimes you just don't know how to piece the puzzles together, and that's mm-hmm. why you don't talk about it. You're seeing it for a reason, but you don't know what yeah. to do with it. You know what yeah. I mean? That's so it's, cool. It's yeah. very interesting. Yep. And, you know, being able to, walking into any random building, you don't know what's going to hit you, when it's going to hit exactly. you. Exactly. Who it goes to, and then all of a sudden it's like walking up to that person. It's like, that's who it goes to. Exactly. <laughs> and even for me, it's crazy. I'm 53 years old. I've never driven to Dallas. I get it on the road. Mm-hmm. So if I'm driving, I'm getting hits, you know, so I'm usually always the passenger. I can usually always tell on the road where there's been an accident, and oh, then wow. you're like, oh, okay, you see someone has put a monument. That's yeah. why I was all distracted at that moment so it just it hits in different ways with everyone my grandma said that um you're born with a veil over your face that's how she would explain it Isn't that mm. cool yeah and i know that you said that your grand your grandmother was cherokee mm-hmm. and they're super super like pay attention to the spirit world yes, pay, and like, nature and yeah. it's there it's and real you paying attention to really like your surroundings yes. and it's funny because I'm my family's the same way. We have three bloodlines mm-hmm. of Native American, and it's funny hearing stories of them. Like, yes, grandma's like, was Blackfoot. I've never even heard of it. Oh, so, really? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. So she was very wise. Like she would tell you little things like, if you're bleeding, you can't stop the bleeding. Get a spider web. Things like that yeah. that nobody else would ever know. Put a spider web on it. It's Ooh. just crazy things. I remember one time when I was little, I had a wart on my thumb. And she said, give me that wart. And I'm like, what? And she said, give me that wart. And I said, what do you mean, Grandma? She said, I want you to go in your mama's kitchen, get a dish towel, and bring it to me. And we're going to tie a knot in it for whatever, how many warts you have. And I want you to go bury it in the backyard. And you know my wart went away. Mm-hmm. 
So she knew things. Yeah, Ooh. it's it's crazy mm-hmm. and to look at that. Um, for me, like, how do you ever get the sensation that you're around another sensitive? Because I know, I know. Usually, it's you can pick it out. Usually, mm-hmm. you can. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like, if I was to go to a concert, though. I would be on overload. I would be mm-hmm. so overwhelmed that I really couldn't. It would be like I was drunk. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Because it's so much coming at you at once. Mm-hmm. So big, huge crowds, kind of I stay away from them. But if you walk into a room and there's a few people, I can usually pick up each person's energy mm-hmm. or emotions or what they're feeling before they even know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's kind of cool sometimes. Sometimes it's not because you're like, oh, I'm staying away from that person, you know? <laughs> yeah. What was one of your most memorable um, experiences that you've had so far? The most memorable, I do believe, would be at the Myrtle when we were pinned to the bed because I've never been fearful of it, mm-hmm. you know? And for them to have that kind of control made me really start second-guessing it, and that's when you really have to start learning how to ground and sage and say out loud, you you can't do that to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you put it out there, they cannot do it, but they're going to try everything they can to, so it depends on how the person takes it. Like if I would have freaked out like my friends, that it kept messing with me to freak me out. And I was like, Mm-mm, this is going to stop. And so whenever we were all leaving, my friends were like, we're leaving, we're done. I'm trying to call the office to let them know we're leaving at midnight. We're not making mm-hmm. it through the night. My phone called Walmart, it called Kmart, it called every time I dialed the office number. They were interfering. Um, They do, you know, they get energy off electronics too. So I went through, I don't know how many batteries and then like with my phone doing that. Um, But like I said earlier, we had to park a long way away. The whole walk to the car, something was patting me on my shoulder, and I kept turning around, and nothing's there, but you can feel it so firm. Mm-hmm. That, and, and I think they were saying, don't go, don't go. I never felt threatened, except for when we smelled the sulfur, but we got rid of that, you know, because mm-hmm. I know how to ground. I, I, I pray. I put the blood of Jesus over it. You, I'm safe, you know, and mm-hmm. people who don't know how to do that, I can see where they could get really afraid and that's probably why it came home with us because they were so freaked out so like this sounds nuts but like whenever you guys go and do like a hunt or whatever if you did get freaked out and you feel like possibility something's going to come home with you pull your car over roadside park side of the road whatever get out open every door the hood the trunk say get Mm-hmm. And then get back in your car and go. I mean, they have to because I've it, always heard that. Yeah, it's crazy. If you don't do that, they're gonna go home with yeah, you. Yeah, I've also heard like when you're leaving a graveyard, you gotta walk backwards through the gate, and then like that's why most gates around cemeteries are iron gates, mm-hmm. so they can't cross the iron. Right. Um. Or one of the ways to protect your home is to put iron spikes at your like or like old railroad ties on your front door mm-hmm. or on your property line, so that the spirits can't come on. Um. As well as some um other like Native American and Catholic rituals. Like we've talked about mm-hmm. like growing rosemary on your doorstep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, having cinnamon at your doorway, um, just little simple things. Um, and so I know you talked about saging. So I know there's been a kind of a more of a controversy about using white sage um, for the Native American lands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and now it is going, um, it's not as popular anymore because now it's been overused. Right. Um, so what are your takes on saging? Well, I think, I mean, sage does kill 99 percent of germs you may right. not like the smell in your house but <laughs> it's going to clean the air so that's a good thing but 
staging is always going to be your intent, mm -hmm. what you're putting out. If you're saying go and you have to get out of here, they have to. But if somebody's just la, 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 it's just going to, excuse me, piss them off. Mm -hmm. Really, when you sage your house, if you're trying to get rid of everything after you sage, you have to open front door, back door, and windows. Get, same as the car. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. just going through and saging and leaving your doors open, you just made them mad. Yeah. Same thing with, like, uh, witches' bells or loud noises. Mm -hmm. I've always heard that that can go in tandem with saging. Mm -hmm. um, bang your pots on hands as you're going around the house. Mm -hmm. um, cleanse it with sound. Um, but, yeah, that's very interesting. It's very cool. Right, like the sound bowls. Yeah, sound bowls. That is one thing that will reset me instantly, just the sound. It's amazing what it does to people differently. And then, like, at my front door, I put salt under the mm -hmm. front mm -hmm. door. That's uh, to keep it out, that. too. Salt mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, everybody in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> now yes. that it came out, the Hocus Pocus, too. Um, oh, I have not seen it yet. Oh, <laughs> you got to see it. So I do have a few questions just because I've been, as you've been saying, I'm okay. like, oh, yeah. Let's see um, if I have the answer. <laughs> so one, it's funny how Debbie brought up the whole Catholic stuff. So mm -hmm. I grew up, this is very strange, and I understand <laughs> it's going to sound weird. So I grew up in a very Southern Baptist and Catholic house. Okay. <laughs> so my parents divorced. One parent stayed Catholic, and the other went Southern Baptist. You got the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's there okay. You go. <laughs> I I love it. Yeah. But some some of the Catholic like really sticks with me. Mm -hmm. And when I did when I took Sydney's class. Mm -hmm. Um. One one of the other people were in there. It's like, oh well, not all demonic spirits are actually demonic. Some of them are just super angry spirits. Mm -hmm. Well, the Catholic in me, it's like, no, like demonic spirits were never human. Mm -hmm. Whereas and they were here before. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like, it's like saying God's angels, like mm -hmm. they're the same version, but they right. they go to Satan. Right, and, and see, so you, you can't say, this is the way I believe it, and that's law and gospel. Everybody's yeah. going to feel that, but when you have your history, yeah. and I have that pretty similar history, I feel the same way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Demonic is demonic. That was here before the beginning of everything. Yeah. yeah. So an angry spirit would be like just a prankster that would, hey, I can't find my keys. Where did they go? Yeah. But that's not demonic. They're just kind of ticked off and stuck, yeah, you know? Yeah, they're... And that's what that's what I was getting at. Was yeah. how do, how do you feel about that, and how do you view that? Um, because you know what what triggered was when you said the you smelt the sulfur and mm -hmm. the demonicness, the you could feel that negative energy, mm -hmm. and you know you feel the differences. And you do you can feel the difference if it's between an angered spirit compared to a demonic spirit? Totally, you totally can feel the different difference. intentions. Yes. Um, one of our favorite things to talk about is on like ghost adventures or whatever, where he always is like demonic, even though it's yeah. not a demonic spirit. That's a, that's um, playing it up. <laughs> networking. We've got to get more viewers. <laughs> come on, come on. Everything's yeah. demonic. Demonic is out there. It mm -hmm. is one hundred percent. But you can tell the difference. I do believe demonic. When you pray the the, the blood of Jesus over you, you you're protected, so you mm -hmm. can go in. You're fine. But the problem is, is people who want to play with Ouija boards and have a dark, they tend to go through depressions or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are the personalities that they're attracted to because they have a little more 
of an easier time swaying them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, their possession is real. You've seen the exorcist. Mm-hmm. It It's legit. The devil is real. That can happen. But a lot of times people don't realize they're inviting it in by doing certain things. They don't know that mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. And then it's too late. They, you know, end up in psych wards or something because that's what happened to them. I do believe yeah. that. So, also, um, my next question would be for you, like, do you believe in having, like, spirit guides that help you determine, or mm-hmm. is it just, or do you do it solely based like off of, like, your feeling and then what you know based off of your religion, and you kind of use that? And see, I think that's where everybody's going to be a little bit different as well, mm-hmm. but because of my religion, I was raised Southern Baptist. My dad would even fill in for the preacher sometimes. <laughs> my grandma was Methodist, little Lizzie. Um <laughs> Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. fantastic new podcast to tell you about bros foes and heroes it's the two of us looking into the world of comics breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of and some that are just absolutely ridiculous yeah so zach comes up with a character each time and uh, i go into it just completely blind i don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything and and basically i guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. 
We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music. And we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. (laughs) My belief and feeling is that when we're born, all of us are assigned angels. So I feel like our angels are guiding us. Mm -hmm. So that could be a spirit guide. We all have our own, you know, that are assigned to us. And so... I think when you're open to them, they can help you more, and that's probably what I would say would be my guide, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then when you had brought up the Ouija board, where do you draw the line as far as trying to communicate with the other side? So for you, it's obviously very different because... And people that are sensitive to that, they naturally can see them, hear them, right. feel them. Mm-hmm. But for someone that doesn't have that gift and is trying to communicate, where should they draw that line? Well, and that's where I'm going with the Ouija board is just like, it's tarot card. So some people may need that as a tool to help mm-hmm. get more where some people like me, I don't need it. I feel it. I sense it. That's how someone else is getting it, because we all get things differently. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to that Ouija board and even the tarot cards, it's the person themselves. It's Have they had a, a history of looking into dark things or having a negative attitude, a negative upbringing? That's where more of the darkness comes in. Whereas a positive light worker person that sees, you know, rainbows and unicorns, they're not really, they can't get in there because they're protected more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. So do you use any tools in your practice yourself? I don't. In the beginning, you know, I would like to use the dowsing rods and things like that. But it's more like even when we teach the paranormal university, each instructor has their tools they mm-hmm. use. I don't bring anything okay. because I don't, I don't need it. Like whenever we had the university, the very first time it's in Marlin at the Palace Theater, it's the oldest theater or whatever. We got to go do an investigation. You got to go. <laughs> I had never, ever been there. But on my drive over, I've never even been to Marlin. My drive over, I kept seeing a clock with red hands. Oof. Ten and two, ten and two, ten and two. So when I get there, I'm instantly drawn straight to the basement and straight upstairs. Everybody there was nothing in the, the middle, but upstairs is where I felt the most. Uh-huh. But in the basement is where Cindy saw her apparition. Mm-hmm. So see... 10 and 2 is what I was seeing. So that's the most active, and I knew that before I even got there. Oh, wow. And then we filmed a um, documentary for PBS. I don't know if I can talk about that or not, but it was, I just won't say where. Mm -hmm. It was in an abandoned hotel. Oh, wow. And um, I'm going through there, and I had to let them know what I felt or saw or thought. Mm -hmm. And I started this like a week or two before we ever even went. And it's so cool whenever they get back to you and say, we have old documented newspapers, you're spot on. So that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. One time I'm on an investigation and there was a picture of a lady 
on one of the, it was an office, like a business office, and there was a picture of a lady, and I kept looking at that lady, and I kept hearing a specific name that I don't know, and I asked Cindy, I said, have you ever heard that name? And she goes, no, but let me text the owner and see if they know. Mm-hmm. She texts the owner, and the owner instantly sent a picture back of, this was my friend that passed in 2015. Aww. So you love it when you do start getting those affirmations, mm-hmm. you know. You kind of can connect. You're like, that. okay, I'm not nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and when you do go out to a location to investigate, mm-hmm. how early do you start getting? My hits. Yeah. Um, it just varies. You know, like I said, when I went to this, I didn't get them until I was on the drive over. Mm-hmm. So I think my brain is like magpies all the time. So I have to zone in to start getting it. So on the drive, I'm thinking about the place, and that's when it hit. Mm. Otherwise, I'm hearing, rock, 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 the grackles. Mm -hmm. There was another place, a realtor asked me if I would walk through this house and see what I felt. She was trying to sell it. (laughs) And I went in. They let me go in all by myself, and I came back out, and I said, okay, there's definitely something in here. I heard a kid running up the hall, mm-hmm. running upstairs, down the hall. I look up, and the chandelier swinging, oh and nobody's gosh. in there but me. And um, we, I even said, there's another room in this house. And they're like, no, we've got it all marked. I found the secret room in the house oh for them. Oh, my gosh, that's so cool. That was really neat. But um, this place, a young couple bought it, and they made um, – like a restaurant in the bottom, Mm -hmm. we need to go. I want to go eat there (laughs) because we told them everything we experienced or whatever. They bought it anyway. And after I got the impression that it was a a stoic woman in there and she didn't like men, Mm. but she was okay with me because she knew I was sensitive. But when this young couple bought this place, like the second day in, she pushed him down the stairs and broke his leg. So I want to go back there and see what I pick up now that it's a, yeah. like a restaurant. See if she's uh, more mm-hmm. happy. <laughs> but a strange story, guys. Whenever that day, whenever I was doing that, whenever I was finished and I got the realtor to come in and she had a friend with her and we're all upstairs talking and we turn around and we're like, oh, there's a police officer standing in the hallway and we're like, well, what are you doing here? And he goes, there is a hearse downstairs with two men in suits said they're here to pick up a body. And we're like, what? We're just here to look at the house, and I go look out the window. I took pictures to make sure they were real mm-hmm. because I see these men standing like this on the porch. We still can't explain that one. And That's so, so the, the police officer stayed behind, and he said, my officers won't come over here. We get calls all the time, like 2 in the morning, lights are on upstairs. There's no electricity in this place. Electricity's turned off everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got to go eat at this place i'll tell y'all afterwards because yeah so that was that was probably the weirdest because i'm like why did a hearse come up and like lights would flicker when i was in there and we went and checked the breaker boxes everything and the police officer even told us the lines are cut there's no electricity in this place Mm so wow okay crazy so how do you feel about cameron park or is that just a hot mess and you just don't even bother you know when I very first moved to Waco, somebody said something about Cameron Park, and I don't know anything about it at the time when I first, I didn't know anything about it, but instantly I said, do not go there. Do not ever go there. But I think it's more of crime rate, mm-hmm. is what I'm feeling. So So do you know more about the history now? I know more now hear? about the, the killings or the bodies and the mm-hmm. witch's castle. Mm-hmm. 
steal the place. They fix it up. It's really nice. I've gone out there with friends, but I would never go by myself. I don't feel safe. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable yeah. there. Right. Sorry, I just had to throw How that out How long have you there. been in Waco now? I've been in Waco since 92, so okay. quite a while. Okay. Quite a while. <laughs> so um, now we'll talk about your book. So The Witches yeah. of Waco, tell us about it. Well, you know, it was just for fun. I kind of wanted to do an homage to Grandma because, I mean, she was special to me, and she was so wise. And when you get older, you say, man, I wish I would have listened more. Mm-hmm. So all the story is made up. Mm-hmm. But there's little bits and pieces that are true that I would never tell, you know, mm-hmm, certain mm-hmm. things that happened in there that, that it's legit. So it, it's just for fun. You know, I was banned in certain uh, shops in Waco, mm-hmm. and they said that it was uh, demonic and that they had prayed over me and told me not to do that. It's all lies. But I was banned in certain places because of the name. And then people are hitting me up on Facebook, gripping about it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> it's pretty much a love story. Oh, but yeah. everybody's like, eh, eh, you know. So I did that really just for fun, just a homage to Grandma. Oh. Her name was Lizzie Odessa. So a lot of stuff oh. is Lizzie O's, like the lye soap she made yeah. and the sage she would have and stuff. Where, so cool. where can they find this book yeah. in it, case they're interested in right it? Right now it is on uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. or you can get it at Skellington Curiosities, which is on Bosque. Yeah, Bosque Square. Right right here in Waco. And then it will be at Cultivate 712 in In January. January. Yay. And you do artwork as well. So tell us about your artwork. Yes. Artwork is the only way I can quiet my brain. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Yes. (laughs) I'm that person that I'm everywhere. I'm into everything. I want to do everything, and I don't know how to slow down. But if I sit down to paint, I finally quiet my brain. So Mm -hmm. the art that I painted is not my style but we have what five to seven thousand tourists a mm-hmm. weekend so i painted a waco collection everything is I a waco it. so when tourists are in town i think they'll appreciate yeah. it you know yeah. and where can they find that that is going to be at cultivate, cultivate 712 in january <laughs> i can't wait it's my first you know solo show yeah yeah solo exciting. show and everybody's excited i think it'll be a full house it'll Yay. be a lot of fun well, thank you so yeah. much for coming on today. Are there any other experiences or any other stories you wanted to share with us before you go today? You know, I'll, I'll think of it all as soon as I walk out of here. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, that one was cool. I should have said that. <laughs> so, random question before we completely close out. What's that? What kind of energy do you get from the both of us? Oh, yeah. Individually what and then together. Energies? You know, in, individually, y'all, y'all mesh, though. You really do. It's like oh, you can no. tell. You, no, no. It's good. <laughs> You can tell y'all are really close, and you can be open and honest with each other about anything. Got a blast. Got to (laughs) go. She doesn't like any mushy-gushy stuff. Well, (laughs) you are more timid and reserved, and you're more like, hey, how are you? (laughs) It's very true. That's what I get. Yo, yo. this down. (laughs) Now, if you had to say who's more sensitive... Ooh. It would be you. Yeah. For sure. Well, got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on yes. with us today, Thank Robbie. you, guys. It was a it pleasure. Was so glad thank to hear you. your stories and find out more about some of your experiences. Um, it's always interesting to get a listen to um, what other people have felt, yes. seen, heard, um, especially around town. So we kind of get a little lay of the land, as you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And we'll definitely have to one day get you and Sydney to come on. Yes. Yeah. We'll do a double. That, that would 
I would love to have both of you all come on. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yes. so fun. We'll have to do a live. We're still planning on doing a live podcast um, yes. coming up on the 22nd. Um, go. We're going to be doing um, the Amityville Horror Night. Oh, I love um, it. So if you want to join us, we'll be at Nexus, uh, Nexus Esports, 600 Columbus Avenue. Um, come and listen to some stories, and then uh, we'll watch the movie afterwards. Please. So it's going to be fun. So join us for that, and then uh, maybe we'll have more live shows coming up. Ooh. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank yeah, you. Thank I you. had a great time. All right. Thanks. Bye. bye. Oh, you got to do the bye with us. I do? Yeah. Okay. Go bye. One, okay. two, three. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.